again. This is Brandon Cruz, and this is Submitted for Your Approval, Twilight Zone podcast. And with me again is the ever-fantastic Tiffany Hersey. Welcome back, Tiff. Thank you. I'm, I'm always lurking around, so I, I thanks for, uh, for having me on That's again. A, I don't know if lurking is the, the right thing to say. Like, I'm always... I'm always lurking about. I'm always, I'm always waiting by the phone. I'm like, is, is Brandon gonna invite me back in another episode? <laughs> like you just you have your Skype window open. You're like, yeah. And every time I open up Skype, you're like, hey Brandon, hey, hey, let's let's do another episode, huh? <laughs> How's the Twilight Zone podcast going? So so, so creepy. And and you actually know, just changed yeah. your your profile picture to you. Asking for a Twilight Zone. <laughs> exactly. The damnedest, damnedest thing. Uh, Giving Rod Sterling the high five and yeah, <laughs> as well. Uh, we all know that's a lie because that is actually what I do to you, uh, trying to get you to come back because you're you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, so so what 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 have you been up to? How was the the Elvis convention? You're not going to believe this, but I actually found Elvis Presley. Get he out. made an appearance. Yeah, he actually made. An appearance really? at the uh, at the, uh, the 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 extravaganza. Did, so, did, he, did he give like any reason why he was gone for so long? Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm not at liberty to talk about that right okay. now. Right. So you know, because you're, st- you're still writing the article. I'm still I'm still writing it. You know, still um, we you know he and I we need to work out a few kinks. Yeah. You know, in in the story, and I need to get permission for some things. Sure. But um, but he looked I, good. He looked, you know, he looked really, he looked healthy. He looked well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so it's well, good. I, I, well, we can't wait. We can't wait for that. <laughs> we'll make sure that you, you send us a link for that article when, when, when all the kinks are worked out. Absolutely. Uh, all right. All right, Tiffany. Uh, enough, enough about your, your cool adventures. <laughs> let's get, let's get into our, this week's, our this week's, this week's episode of Submitted for Your Approval and this week's episode of Twilight Zone, episode 11 and when the sky was opened, originally aired December eleventh, nineteen fifty nine, and based on a story by Richard Matheson called "Disappearing Act," one of the few Richard Matheson stories on the Twilight Zone. Richard Matheson is awesome. I, I love Richard Matheson. You you better. Is he still alive? Uh, I don't. I feel like he is. So. Or maybe I just, I probably just want him to be alive. Yeah, I, I don't, I want to, he's alive. I'm just going to say he's alive because okay. there's, a, there's been too many people dying uh, lately that I really care about. I'll ask Elvis if, okay. uh, if we've seen him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> I'll good. get back to you on that one. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right, cool. Well, while, while we're waiting on Elvis, let's, let's get into the, the, this episode. Um, let's do it. All right, so this episode takes place. It, it kind of a, a a weird way. It starts with a with a story envelope, right? So, um, so we start with a Colonel Clegg Forbes, and he goes into uh, a hospital room where his buddy Bill Gart <laughs> is recovering. <laughs> and what happened is uh, Clegg Gart and a gentleman named Colonel Harrington, they were on this experimental jet, the X twenty. And it crashed somewhere in the desert. But for a brief period of time, about, uh, I think they said like an hour, or maybe it was 24 hours, they, they disappeared. No, they couldn't find them anywhere at all. And all of a sudden, the, the jet crashes in the desert where uh, good old Gart breaks his arm. And so 
Uh, after spending some time in the hospital, the, the three men, two of the men get released. Harrington and uh, Clegg get released. Now, we come into the story. Colonel Clegg comes into the room without Colonel Harrington. He goes straight to Gart, and he says, um, do you remember Harrington? Do you remember Harrington? And Gart says, no, I don't. I, I don't know who you're talking about. We, I've never known uh, an Ed Harrington, right? So uh, Clegg starts to get worked up. He's like, you know what? I, I knew this was going to happen. Let me just tell you my story. And so the, it goes into a flashback. And the flashback goes to the day before where uh, Harrington and Clegg get released from the hospital. And they go straight to a bar. And uh, they're just at the bartender, hanging out. Uh, Clegg's over here talking to another woman. He's married, by the way. I'll point mm-hmm. that out later. Uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Harrington, who's, who's this kind of lively, jolly guy, joking around, kind of sarcastic, all of a sudden he, he, his mood changes and he, he becomes sullen and, and kind of reflect, self-reflective. And he's like, I need to, I need to call, go call my parents real fast. About a minute later, he comes back, goes to Clegg. He's like, I just, they don't remember me. <laughs> like, I just called, I just called my mom. She says she doesn't have a son named Ed. Uh, and then my dad told me to get off the phone, whatever. Well, he freaks out. He runs, he runs off and Clegg goes to, to go find him and he's disappeared. So he goes back to the bartender. He's like, Hey, uh, what you took, took my, uh, my buddy's drink. Where's my buddy's drink? Bartender's like, buddy, you came in here alone. <gasps> da, da, da. All right. So we, uh, so he, he freaks out. He's like, you guys are all playing a gag on me, uh, playing a gag on me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So uh, fast forwards a little bit and he goes in to a hotel room and his wife <laughs> shows up at the hotel room and she's really mad that he uh, kind of ditched her. Um, and he's like, do you remember Ed Harrington, Ed Harrington? And she's like, I don't know who you're talking about. Ed Harrington. We've known it. We've known him for the past 15 years and she doesn't know. So he decides, all right, let me call up my, uh, the general he calls up the general. The general doesn't remember who Ed Harrington is freaking out. So Clegg, Clegg goes back to the bar. There's nobody there. And he just wanders, wanders, wanders until the next day, the day where we start the story in, in the hospital with Gart and Gart says, I'm sorry, Clegg, I don't remember Ed Harrington. He doesn't exist. Um, right about that time, Clegg says to himself, it's like, I'm not even here. I'm not, I, I get it. We weren't, that, that time that we were gone, uh, we weren't supposed to come back. And then he runs out of the room, and the nurse comes right in, in, the, in the door that Clegg just left. And Gart says, Hey, what, where did where did Clegg go? She's like, who? Like the guy who just ran out the door. Like there was nobody. And that's when he realizes that Clegg disappeared. Oh, now I think it's important to note, Tiffany. Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm missing I'm, <laughs> I'm missing a lot of details, and so I apologize. I'm not I'm not doing the synopsis justice. But throughout the episode, there's a a newspaper that's kind of a reference re- re- a reference point for for the appearance of these characters. Um, and in the newspaper, it says uh, three astronauts 
a crash land and it has a picture of Clegg, Harrington, and Gart. Um, and so Clegg initially sees the newspaper and it's only the two of them. It's only Clegg and then Gart. And as soon as Clegg disappears, there's only one person in the newspaper and it's Gart. And it says, single astronaut lands, yada, yada. And eventually that guy disappears. Okay. And then it's very eventually... Stalinistic, being <laughs> being taken out of, uh, of you know your picture being taken out or rubbed out or or uh, deleted from from clippings and newspapers. Yeah, clippings and newspapers. Uh, okay, so again, sorry, maybe that that it's a little bit difficult to get that synopsis out. And thank you guys for bearing with me so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made I made Brandon do it because I, I told him I couldn't I get confused I, I just see the the astronauts as hunk one hunk two and hunk three yeah that's um, right. so you, you did you did great Brandon yeah you're very very object <laughs> um, sexual <Yeah>. objects <laughs> Tiffany that's and that's why I bring you on here you know you got that that's right you got that I, I'm spicing Ob- things up spicing yeah. things up I, I like to call it objectivity <laughs> Oh, okay. I like that. That's a, that, that's a good word. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So, so Tiffany, what are, what are your thoughts? What are your initial impressions? Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of my favorite episodes as, as we were talking about, and I feel like it's so, it's so incredibly layered. Um, and one of the things that, that I do love about the twilight zone um, you know, one of the themes that, that they, they come back upon is the fear of the unknown. And, um, and this is just permeates throughout this whole, this whole episode. And, and in fact, at the end, um, not only have all three astronauts disappeared, but also the, um, uh, I think they call it an experimental interceptor. What they went up into space with yeah. has completely disappeared as well. Um, you know, I, I saw the episode in terms of, of thinking, um, about McCarthyism, um, oh. which, you know, there are a few episodes, you know, you know, in the twilight zone that, that explore, um, I think this, this time period during the fifties and this episode I think was made a few, maybe just a few years after the hearings had ended. Yeah. Um, but I just bring that up because I see the the themes of fear of the unknown, um, themes of uh, silencing um, dissent. Um, okay. It's interesting when these astronauts start to ask questions, they literally disappear from human existence. Huh. And I think that's kind of an interesting um, chilling effect. Um, and it makes me think of the... Monsters are due on Maple Street episode in that there was so much fear of the other, of neighbors, um, of accusing one another, um, of, you know, some, uh, you know, some, some bad acts or, you know, some subversive acts. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think with this episode, how I saw it was instead of turning this fear and anger on each other in a way, arguably, I think, you know, I, I read it as, as an indictment of what was going on in the United States with, as far as McCarthyism, um, as far as, um, you know, 
decades later, we found out that the CIA was experimenting. Um, they were experimenting on, on, on civilians, on, C, on CIA employees with LSD. And yeah. that was something that was going on. Some people were sounding the alarm on that, but they were quickly silenced. Um, and I think with McCarthyism, um, with different aspects during the 50s, there wasn't a whole lot of evidence, you know, that could convict you of being subversive or convict you um, of colluding with with the enemy. And so you don't ask questions. You're kept in a state of fear. And I felt like with this episode, um, these these astronauts were kept in a state of fear because they couldn't get answers. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't. I had, that thought hadn't occurred to me initially. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I could, I could see that. I could see that, you know, they, um, just the ability to get rid of a picture, um, how, how much that, you know, takes, takes away your, um, uh, not appearance, uh, your presence. There we go. Like not, not having any record of you and just how easily it is for you to disappear. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought um, it was interesting that they talk about um, they, right? I think Clegg mentions, like, they did this or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just alluding to uh, an entity that you, don't, that you don't ever see. You just know that there was a period of time where they were just, they were nowhere. They, don't, they didn't know where they were. Nobody knew where they were. Um, and that it could almost be read as, like, either you know, uh, an alien entity or, um, just maybe, maybe they died, you know, something like, something like that, uh, where they weren't supposed to come back. Um, they, they went somewhere that they weren't supposed to go. Um, and now they are getting pulled back, right? Making, go ahead. Yeah. Which, which I think is, is, which is like the really terrifying aspect of, of, of the whole episode who who's I almost want to like point the finger but like whose fault was it you know and who took them back and there's that repetition of you know these astronauts or hunks <clears throat> um as it were <laughs> kept saying you know I I feel like I don't belong here I feel like you know something or someone led us through when we shouldn't have come through um, and, you know, you know, and I, I, oh yeah, go on. Uh, oh, I was, uh, had you ever seen the Langoliers or read the Langoliers? I, I saw the TV movie. Good, good, the, good enough. Good, yeah. Good enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, like the, there's a whole, like, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of, uh, out of time, right? They're, they're in a time, they're not in their right time. And you know uh, they're they're maybe in the past or they're in just in an, another world that, you know that's 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 not a real thing. And something is is coming to, like the Langoliers, they eat the past, right? And that's kind of what the, the in, in the show anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, like everything's a little bit different. The air is stale in in the, in the movie. Um, in in Harrington, like that's one of the first things he does. He just he gets this like. That that switch that says, "Oh my God, I, I don't I don't belong here. I'm out of place." And he drops he drops his beer. Right. Um, that's all I got. What are you going? Yeah, no, no. That's and I think like that's such a like it's 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 almost like a 
to me sounds like an excess. I don't mean to laugh because I just think, Jesus, how many times have I said that to myself? Um, just even today, it's almost like this existential, um, uh, you know, um, question this is not my or beautiful house, my beautiful wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's it's something that that they're that they're they're inherently feeling which makes it even creepier it'd be different i think if the characters or the you know the astronauts were feeling that they were being chased and yeah. or they were being hunted and they could get away but this is something that inherently they feel although yeah, both right. forbes and harrington at some point do try to investigate and you know again it's kind of like coming back to that 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 investigation you know it arguably could have had um made things worse right the the whole or if like, they, you know just just let it be and you'll yeah. be fine um yeah and and just kind of going back to what i was talking about earlier what what's interesting too just talking about the the government in 1953 there is a very famous Supreme Court ruling um, that cemented the state's secrets privilege. And this was actually surrounding a crash as well um, in the Mojave Desert. It mm -hmm. was of an Air Force B-29, and the widows of um, those who were on the plane tried to sue the government um, because they wanted to see the accident report. And the government said that it would be by um, showing them the accident report, they would be uh, exposing state secrets. And so the Supreme Court ruled in the government's favor. Now, back in the 1990s, this was declassified, and it actually showed that there was no state secrets in these accident reports. And actually, the, uh, <laughs> of course, right? Yeah. And actually, the, the crash was um, because of a fire that had started in the engine. It was because of negligence. Uh. And so, and this is something that's still is still used today, the government can still use the state secrets privilege. Hmm. Um, so, you know, so it's again, just like seeing it just in terms of, of things that are hidden of trying to ask questions and, and, and I mean, and I think that's just one way of looking at it. Right. Um, you know, again, I, I think, again, this is very layered and, and, and it's spooky. I think it's a very spooky episode as well. You know, and it's just like, I think, um, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to think of, um, you, you, so, so Clegg had known Harrington for, you know, 15 some odd years, right? Right. Uh, cause they're, they're both in the air force together. Um, and so I just think of, you know, just my friends, right? You know, our friends, I'll say our friends cause we have a lot of the same. Um, but you know, like just to, to know that I've had all these experiences with, like uh, Sizemore, right? Um, and and then for one day for him just to like you remember Matt? You remember Matt? He he dated he dated Missy, he dated this dated this person, blah, blah, blah. and you're like who? Who's that? Like no Matt, he's my best friend forever. <laughs> you're like I don't know who the heck you're talking about, Brandon. You know like that like just thinking about that is is frustrating to me because Matt is um, a big part of of who I became uh, yeah. as, as an adult, right? And so to have that part missing now, to not to not recognize that Matt is is a person or or exists means that essentially 
you don't know that part of me exists. Yeah. Right. And so almost like a, and that might be a, a, the kind of chain reaction that happened from, from Harrington to Clegg and to eventually Gart, right? The, Hey, part of my existence is disappearing. Yeah. It's like, that's a really good point. It's like a, a domino effect, um, you know, as well. Um, and I think, was there, I, I feel like, there was there was a scene where Harrington, when he was in the bar, he looked over in the mirror and couldn't see his reflection. Or maybe that was something that I, I a scene maybe I made up in my head. No, I, I think I think that's accurate because I, I'd read that uh, Clegg at the end, he was supposed to have looked in the mirror, but he wasn't supposed it was supposed to be shot at an angle where where he couldn't see himself. Right. Uh, but there, there was a there was a goof and you could actually see like his hand and his elbow. Oh yeah. Um, and so, so yeah. No, I, I think you. I think you're right. I think that Harrington at, didn't see his reflection. That might be might have been what started it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so and then Clegg had that same experience later. And that's and I, and, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was saying that that's when he realizes like, oh, okay, it's happening, and that's when he freaks out and runs out of the room. He's like, I don't want this to happen. No. Oh. Yeah. You know, I was thinking too. So this was aired in what 1959? Is that yeah? Is that right? December of 59. Mm -hmm. So, so this was, you know, around the time that, you know, I don't. Gosh, do you know what year Sputnik went into into uh, into space? We're in an arms. Was it was it 59? Yeah, pretty sure. So, so we're already, you know, in an arms race with with the commies. And, you know, this is something that is incredibly vitally, you know, important at the time to the U.S. government. And also it's, uh, is it 10 years before man lands on the moon? Yeah. And so I, I wonder, too, if this, you know, you can look at this episode also as as a reflection of anxieties about spaceflight, you know, of, of anxieties about perhaps we don't know what's up there and what physically and mentally is going to happen to, to these, you know, to the body once yeah. it comes back down. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I read that the X 20, um, it was actually a real test jet Oh wow! at, at that time. So he kind of, he kind of used the, the recognition of the X 20 being in the news around that, that point, uh, to kind of, to, to sell it as like, almost like a, an allusion to current events. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I th I think the uh, the anxiety about you know space travel and, and test piloting uh, was very present in the episode. Uh, all right, Tiffany, what final 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 rating final thoughts? What do you what do you got? Well, hit, hit I it. I immensely enjoyed uh, watching Hunks one, two, and three. <laughs> yes. uh, it's always a good time. Um, let, let me let me ask you this. I, I I know I asked for final thoughts, but here's <laughs> here's a pre-final thought. Who's okay. which name do you like better, Clegg, Gart, or Harrington? Harrington. Har Harrington, that's the one. Yeah. You but right. but Forbes actually he he's the hunkiest. I feel like of all three. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more, sorry he disappeared. <laughs> I'm more of a, a Gart-looking guy. Okay, yeah. Uh, like, like if I if I was played by any one of those guys, I would, I would be the Gart. 
like the, the the scrawny geeky looking dude who who obviously breaks his arm the only person to injure himself on, on this test flight that's me i'm gart Anyways. oh this, that's great that's, that's fantastic um yeah no it's actually it's um it's it's like I said before, it's one of my favorite episodes um, just for I, I feel like the different anxieties of the time um, that it was exploring. And I, I, I give it a 10 plus. Whoa. Yeah. Is is that out of is that out of 10? It's it's better than 10. It's a 10 <laughs> plus. <laughs> OK, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, a succinct explanation of your rating yeah. scale. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a complicated gal, you know. So. <laughs> no, it's a, it's like you gave 110 percent on this episode. So 110 plus. It's <laughs> <laughs> absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. Uh, all right. Well, thank thank you so much, Tiffany. Uh, what can we expect from any, anything else we can expect from you? You know what? I, I know what we can expect from you. More of these awesome episodes. Oh, bless you. So I'll you... try. I'll try to get Richard Matheson and Elvis um, <laughs> to come on the, on the show as well. We could do like, you know, I don't know where Elvis fits in there, but I think we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Matheson in an Elvis costume. We could do that. Can you do that. Yeah. Okay. Could, if if he's okay with it, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Uh, we have well. <laughs> I did, but we've had a falling out since then. Oh, yeah, but uh, hopefully, it's time, time to repair that. Time to repair that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Time <laughs> heals all wounds. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Tiff. You're you're splendid. Oh, thank you. And, Always a pleasure. Oh, uh, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> and for everyone else out there, if you want to hear for more, Tiffany Hersey, uh, not me. I'm not going to put myself out there. But if you want to hear more of Tiffany. Be sure to hit me up. Uh, I'm on Twitter at S4YA underscore podcast or hit me up at Gmail, S4YA podcast at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, submit it for your approval. And be sure to let us know that you want more Tiffany over on iTunes. <laughs> uh, just, just be careful how you phrase that. <laughs> put, put a five-star rating on iTunes, and that's how I know that you want more Tiffany Hersey on the, these shows. And that is it. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, Tiffany, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll, <laughs> we'll see everybody later. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ow! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>